your body ebbs and flows in like different times of your life. Maybe right now you're going to be a little bit fluffier because like you are emotional eating and you are comforting yourself and like that's okay. And I think just adding that extra stress on of like, oh my God, like I ate, you know, whatever last night and now I'm like beating myself up for it today. Like it's just so unnecessary, you know, like there's so many real stressors going on right now, like, you know, financial insecurity and people getting sick and like all this stuff that's so real that just like, I think adding on one more thing, your body doesn't need it. And like, it's, of course it's easier said than done, but I think just being aware of it and like you emotionally eat or you overeat something or whatever, like, and you start to beat yourself up, just like becoming aware of it is always for me, like the first step. Welcome to Let's Thrive the Podcast, a place for holistic storytelling with none of the BS and a whole lot of fun. I'm your host, Emily Feichels, and my mission is to interview guests that inspire, educate, and empower you to live your best life. In these stories, you'll see a part of your own journey reflected in theirs and learn to grow from it. And with that said, let's thrive. Welcome back to the Let's Thrive Podcast. I'm your host, Emily Feichels, and welcome. If you're new around here, Let's Thrive is a place for what I like to think of as a fun conversation to inspire, empower, or educate, and I truly hope you take something away from every episode. Now, today's Monday mini episode release is with a true queen. I mean, we're all queens, but she is the queen with a K, Ali Bonar, aka Avo Queen of the infamous granola butter. And if you know Ali, you'll know what I mean with the name. But if the name is new to you, fear not. <laughs> I'm basically saying that this episode is about to be really raw, fun, and hella empowering because that's what you get with Ali, Avo Queen, as we all know her. So we recorded this episode about five days before release because I wanted something that was crafted in real time to capture real emotions and real thoughts going on right now. And so with that, I can give an in real time life update. (laughs) And you know, it's just the idea that things are okay. They're not superbly amazing, but they're not bad in the slightest. And truly, it's been a major case of I have so much to be grateful for that I can't complain. I mean, not really, because, you know, I I have a warm house, and money in the bank, and a loving family, and cats to entertain me, and Game of Thrones, and I have work that I can do from home for the podcast, for Instagram, future business endeavors, and I'm healthy, at least from corona. (laughs) Um, And so, you know, gratitude is just like the word of the hour, uh, and it's what's getting me through this. That seems to be a common theme on Instagram, And so I hope that's something that possibly you guys are implementing in your life. Who knows? Maybe you can start. But on that note, Allie and I do have a really open, honest talk about this entire situation, starting with the struggles and, you know, those that come along with anyone with a past of disordered eating tendencies. So we chat on why emotional eating may be happening a bit more often during this time and why that's okay. I, you know, I think I've been kind of guilty of this in the past before too, of always, you know, thinking of emotional eating as bad because some of you may relate to this and we kind of touch on it in the episode, but before emotional eating was almost like a beforehand trigger to something like binging, binge eating. So of course it had a negative connotation, but Allie and I bust that myth and show you that it can just be an experience and a one-time event or a couple-time event, whatever it is, and that it's okay if it's happening right now during this time of extreme stress, uncertainty, and all those fun emotions that we're feeling, you know? And another thing that Ali and I chat on a lot is there's a lot of diet culture and a lot of noise going on right now with home workouts and, you know, recipes and all this stuff, and not all of it is intending to be bad, But it's just a lot, and especially for someone coming from a past such as ours and many of your pasts. So we just, you know, and Allie, okay, so Allie describes it as like, it's okay if our bodies are a bit more fluffy during this time. And I absolutely love that because it is so true. I mean, fluffy is such a, 
nice word. (laughs) There's nothing bad associated with it. So it's like, yes, like we might be a bit more fluffy right now because, you know, we're just in a new stage of life for the time being. And that's okay because, you know, that's just life. Our body, you know, we ebb and flow and we change. And so if you're emotionally eating, if you're feeling a little bit fluffy, if you're not living up to the hype of all the workouts and food and noise on Instagram and social media and even the news, that's okay. You're okay. And listening to this podcast will reassure you of that, I promise. (laughs) And you know, really the theme of this episode is that everything is temporary. This is a for now normal. For some of us, it's a completely new normal. But the fact of the matter is it's not going to go on forever. So Even if you're struggling right now with those things, just know it's temporary and you will be okay. And we also touch on emotions and how to handle this entire situation if you are a bit more of an empath at me. And, you know, it's this idea, we say it in the episode as well, where, you know, fear only breeds more fear. So when we're in this scarcity mindset around food, around money, around supplies, around everything, we need to be conscious of how that's affecting the rest of our life. You guys have heard me talk about energy before. You know I believe in it. It's this idea that whatever we put out into the world is reflected back at us and is picked up by others. So when we're all exuding fear and scarcity and anger, frustration, all these low vibration emotions, that's what people pick up on. You know, it's it's contagious. It's as contagious as the virus. So let's just take a moment, reset, and really think about how we're projecting ourselves, even in your home. You know, I'm guilty of this all the time. I get in a bad mood about something, and next thing you know, the entire house is in a bad mood. Even the cats, I swear, they even the cats get it. <laughs> but, um, Really, like, let's just take a moment and, you know, throughout your day, if you're feeling those, like, low energy emotions, take a moment, recalibrate, move on, if you can. Not always possible, but I'm just putting that out there. And then, of course, to wind up, we had to touch on Granola Butter, Ali's amazing product and company that has just been doing so well. It's been so fun to watch her grow that, and that's actually what she came on the podcast in her previous episode to talk about. And so in this one, we just touch on how they've had to pivot the business during this time, which I found to be absolutely fascinating um, to learn about how, you know, it's affecting something besides just human life, how it's affect. Okay, well, you know what I mean? Like, it's not just affecting someone, like an individual person, but to hear how a business is being affected, how they've pivoted, what it's taught them. Very, very interesting. And so... To wrap this up, a little summation of this episode is to have grace for yourself and a note that I'm adding on to this educational lesson for you is to build some optimism for the present and future because this is temporary and we'll get through it. And when you aren't living with an optimistic viewpoint, you're in the pessimistic. And what happens in the pessimistic? You start to catastrophize and you start to go in a downward spiral. So... It's not always possible, but let's try to raise that vibration a little bit and just, you know, be a bit more mindful of how we are feeling, what emotions we're giving out, all that fun jazz. Um, So if you want to find Allie, learn more about her, follow along because she's so inspiring. You can find her on Instagram at avoqueen and granola butter. Her delicious, amazing product is sold on Amazon, in stores, and on their site. I'll have everything linked below check that out. I'm on Instagram at Emily Feichels and at Let's Thrive the Podcast, just Let's Thrive Podcast. Uh, You guys know I love to connect. Please let me know what you thought of this episode, what it taught you, if it made you laugh, all that fun stuff. Uh, I really appreciate it. Also, if you guys would go on Apple Podcasts and leave a rate review or even subscribe. So without further ado and talking on my part, let's jump into this conversation. I'll admit it, I spend way too much time staring at a screen each day, but I can't help it. Most of us have to use our electronics to work, connect, or build our future, and the screens just can't be avoided. 
However, I've found a solution, and I'm beyond excited to introduce you to Blue Blocks, the answer to screen problem, and the latest sponsor of the show. Something I never realized until this past year is how much artificial blue light is all around us and how it affects our health. Everything from digital eye strain to headaches and migraines, the blue light from our screens needs to be dealt with, and that's where Blue Blocks comes into the picture. Backed by years of research, studies, and clinical tests, Blue Blocks discovered how to optimally manage a light and used that education to craft their three premium glasses. I went with the blue light glasses for a daytime computer use that filters down across the entire blue light spectrum to find the correct spectrum for optimal viewing. And I know what you're thinking, but rest assured, these glasses are as stylish as they are beneficial to our health. Blue Blocks has managed to craft the ideal glassware that are fashion-forward, backed by research, and come with or without prescription, too. To get a pair for yourself or learn more, head to blueblocks.com and find them on Instagram at blueblocksofficial for more fun. Yeah, isn't it funny? We like, oh my god, I humanize Squishy so much. Like, even just leaving him home, like he's at my brother's today my brother's like not doing anything and we're pretty much the only people actually working in this quarantine. Um, but yeah, like, so he's just home and he's like just graduated college. And so he's like, bring Squishy over whenever. Cause he's like super bored. And I always humanize him. I'm like, Eric, I, I don't really want to leave Squishy home alone all day. Cause like, he'll probably be super sad. And Eric's like, Allie, he's a dog. And I'm like, no, he's a human. Like, he's not. Yeah. Oh, I, so I know my brother and I, uh, went grocery shopping today and our dogs are getting so spoiled with us being home. You so know? spoiled, yeah. Yeah, and so our one was throwing a royal fit, just like barking at the windows and running all around. And my brother was like taking it harder than I was. I was just ready to get to the freaking store. Um, <laughs> right, Yeah, right. my brother was like similar to you. He's like, oh, he's, he's so sad though for us to be leaving. And I'm like, yes, I know. <laughs> it's hard though. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. Like we, I, I'm... I have cats too, and I, I humanize them a lot more than my dogs, I think. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you guys had to, you had to go to a different city for the grocery store? Is that what you're saying? Or Yeah. So we drove um, an hour to get oh, to, wow. yeah. So like where we live, there's just like small local, I don't know, like grocery stores. And yeah. I mean, they they just don't have anything, like any of the brands I use, any of the like I guess, more health products, I suppose you could say, Uh, because we live in rural Pennsylvania. That's just, you know, how it goes. Uh, So we've been waiting. Well, okay. So usually we get the stuff through Thrive Market online ordering, Um, but they're so backed up that we we're like completely out of supplies because we were one of the people to not stock up. Uh, We just, Uh, I don't know. I just, you know, I didn't take it seriously enough in the beginning. Um, So we, yeah. So we just kind of made a big list went down there and got, you know, everything we needed. Um, so yeah, it was, I feel relieved now to know that our, you know, like we were out of rice, peanut butter, you know, pasta, like pantry goods. So I'm glad to know we have those again and, um, everything, but it definitely takes, (laughs) it takes a big chunk out of your day. So totally. Oh my God. Well, and we can even talk about that. I don't know, you know, what you wanted to touch on today, but like, Mm -hmm. I've definitely been noticing, and I've talked to a lot of people about this too, but like even people, you know, Eric, my boyfriend has literally the most normal relationship with food ever. And even like, I was talking to him about it, how I think just this scarcity mindset is super, it's like in full force right now. Even if you don't have any previous issues with food or anything, like it's scary right now because you go to the grocery store and like, you know, the Trader Joe's now by us and a lot of stores are restocked. But like that first week or two when like everything was out of stock, I was like, had like this crippling anxiety of like, oh my God, am I going to have enough food? Just these like really primal human needs, you know? So it's like, it's so crazy. Like even if you don't have an eating disorder or like a history of one, I think everyone's feeling like this weird, you know, like scarcity mindset. Yeah. I mean, we can jump into that right now actually, because I think that is a really important topic. And the way I kind of described it to a friend was, as I just told you, in the beginning, we didn't stock up on anything because I was just taking it at a like normal, everything's going to be okay approach. Uh, And it wasn't until I realized 
we're actually out of running out of food. We're running out of toilet paper and our stores, you know, we live in a small town where there's only two, three stores. And when they're all sold out, like we've got to drive and we've got to drive far. And so I actually didn't get that. Like, it was like, kind of like what you were saying, where the moment I realized like, oh, wow, like we're actually out of these foods and we actually can't get them anymore. Like it did bring up that scarcity mindset. And I found myself like having that urge, you know, to stay at the store to grab, you know, like a couple extra peanut butters. And it's mm-hmm. just, it's crazy. It like feeds off of each other, you know, like feed fears off or fear feeds off yeah. of fear. And I feel like that's what's kind of happening in this case too. So true. Oh my God. Yeah. I remember like that a couple weeks ago, like Eric and I went to Trader Joe's and it was before they had the thing. I don't know if they're doing it at your stores, but like they're making you wait in line to go in. No, no. Okay. So like they're doing it where I live just because like it's kind of, and it, it's actually really helpful because once you get in, you know, it's pretty mellow. Everything is restocked. They're only letting like 15 or 20 people in the store at a time. And but it's really intimidating because you walk up and there's this huge line that wraps around the block, you know, and you're just like, okay, like I just need to learn the next time I need to bake in like an extra 20 minutes or something for my grocery store line. But before they were doing that, it was like a mad rush, like, to, like in the stores and especially Trader Joe's is just cause it's like, you know, like cheaper. And so I feel like it's, I don't know, like people who are, you know, looking for a deal anyways. And so they're kind of more, I don't know, focused on like stocking up or getting like food. And so like Eric and I went to the frozen section and there was like six bags of frozen blueberries left. And I was like, Oh, like I need some stuff for smoothies. And I was like you, I was still in the mindset of like, I'm only going to buy like what I need. I'm not going to stock up. Like people are being crazy. And this guy, like we kind of walk up to the frozen section at the same time. And like, we, I realized that he was going to get like frozen blueberries and I was. And so I was like, Oh, go ahead. Like whatever. And he grabs all of them, all six of them. And then I just look at him and then he kind of like, I think had this moment of clarity of like, Oh, like I shouldn't be a, you know, an idiot. Like let her have one. He was like, Oh, do you want one? And I was like, yeah, like that would be great. Like, do you need six? It was just so weird. But then it like instilled this like pang of fear in me of like, well, why is he grabbing six bags? Like, should I be grabbing like more frozen strawberries? You know, like it just, it fed off of each other. And then I just like had to calm myself down. But yeah, it's so real. It's like when you kind of, it's almost contagious where like someone else is acting irrational and then you're like, well, I guess I should be stocking up too. Like if they're going to take it all, you know, it's weird. No, definitely. And that's exactly it. It it is almost contagious. You can feel it, you know, like around people, off of people. And yeah, like same thing for us. We it was like the first day my dad came home and said he couldn't find toilet paper anywhere. And I'm like, okay, we have like three rolls left. What are we going to do? Like, it's so true. Like once we see it, once we see it in others, then it kind of starts to settle in ourselves. But, Mm -hmm. um, you know, and I am curious going back with like the whole idea of food and scarcity mindset, you did a beautiful post the other day on emotional eating and why it doesn't have to be bad, you know, and a lot of times it does get that connotation. I myself have felt that way about it before. So like, Mm -hmm. how have you been handling that, you know, during this time, especially when I think a lot of us are, you know, reaching for food to cope, to just, you know, emotionally feel better. So I'm just curious, like what your, you know, take thoughts, experience with it has been. Yeah. I mean, God, it's really just such a perfect storm right now, right? Like it's like, we're all trapped in our houses. We have stockpiled food, you know, like most of, and most of the food is probably foods that are, you know, trigger foods for a lot of people. So like peanut butter and pasta and like the, you know, the comfort carby foods that we usually reach for. Um, and then there's all this stuff going on. A lot of people are losing their jobs, most people, um, or like their business in some ways being affected, like ours definitely is. And so there's just this like financial stress. So it really is this like, I don't know if I can swear on here, but yes, you can, you can. Okay. (laughs) But this like clusterfuck of just like, you know, it's the perfect storm for emotional eating. And I think like with everything going on, like now is just not the time to be trying to lose those last five pounds or like trying to eat perfectly clean. Like your body ebbs and flows in like different times of your life. And like, maybe right now you're going to be a little bit fluffier because like you are emotional eating and you are comforting yourself and like, that's okay. And I think just adding that extra stress on of like, Oh my God, like I ate, you know, whatever last night. And now I'm like beating myself up for it today. Like it's just so unnecessary, you know, like 
there's so many real stressors going on right now, like, you know, financial insecurity and people getting sick and like all this stuff that's so real that just like, I think adding on one more thing, you just, your body doesn't need it. And like, you know, and it's, of course it's easier said than done, but I think just being aware of it and like, when you do start say like, you know, you emotionally eat or you overeat something or whatever, like, and you start to beat yourself up, just like becoming aware of it is always for me, like the first step. Um, and maybe, you know, at the, like the first time it happens, you're not gonna like be perfect, right? You're not gonna be like, Oh great. Like it's fine. You know, everything's fine. Like you can still be bummed. Like that's, you know, it's normal if you've had these like disorder relationships with food for a long time. Um, but I think just like, starting to go easy on yourself is the bottom line. I think like, you know, it's hard to open up Instagram, at least for me personal, personally right now and seeing like all of these people doing these home workouts. And it's like every single person is doing a home workout like multiple times a day. And I'm like, oh my God, I can't even find the motivation to like walk around the block right now. Like, you know, and everyone's in a different spot and people cope in different ways. And so I think like, if that means just maybe turning off Instagram, you know, like taking a social media break. Um, I know that's also hard because like a lot of people are just cooped up at home right now, but like Netflix honestly is a really great distraction. Like I've started watching way more TV than I ever have. And like, normally if I were to say that, I think people would be like, what's wrong with you? Like, are you, you know, are you being lazy? But I think now it's just this really cool collective experience that we're all going through. Even if it's negative, like we're all experiencing the same thing. We're all cooped up. Like you know, we're all like binging Netflix. And so I think it's just like, that's a really nice escape that we have the ability, you know, to have is like escaping our current reality, even if it's for a little bit, like watching a cool show. Um, but I think social media, if you're finding it to be like really triggering in certain ways, like it's totally fine if you take a day or a couple days off, um, and just give yourself that break. But yeah, I mean, how have you been noticing like any things coming up for you, like with emotional eating? Yeah. So definitely just pretty much like, as you were saying too, there's just so much stress going on because I, I mean, I mean, I'm sure you get it at the point now where you're saying like, you're one of, you know, you're one of the people that's still working during this time. And for me, it's been this weird area where I lost my part-time jobs for the you know time being, but at the same time, I have so many of these like side projects and the podcast, so much of the work I was putting off that I'm now doing. And Thankfully, I've felt very productive up to this point. So it's been this weird way, though, where I have all this like financial stress bearing down on me and then like not having a job. And then I'm trying to like work all the time. And there are a lot of stresses. And I found myself definitely like wanting to reach for food more often. Sometimes I do. Sometimes I don't. And I'd say the biggest thing that's helped me is and you kind of touched on it, too, is just like the idea of accepting it. So it's like sometimes I just sit down and I'm like, and I'll say it to myself in my head, I'm eating this because like it's been a long day. You know, I'm eating this because it tastes good because I want to. Like not everything has to have a nutritional aspect. Not everything has to be a meal. Like it can just be food for comfort and mm-hmm. like there's nothing wrong with that. Like that's stressing about it is probably worse for you <laughs> than actually eating the, you know, the food. Um, totally. You know, it's a different story if you're struggling with like binge eating. I think there's, you know, a difference, but as far as emotional eating goes, like that's, that's where I stand with it too. So, yeah. And well, what I noticed too, was like when I was binging a lot, it was, it was really from a place of like, I was like, I start, it started with emotional eating where I would like want to like emotionally eat. And so I would like, let myself have a little bit. And then I would like, it was almost like the negative emotions and the shame and the guilt, like fueled into me eating more and binging where I was like, well, fuck it. Like I've already like, you know, gone off my like perfect day of eating or whatever. So I might as well just like eat the whole bag Mm -hmm. and then tomorrow start fresh where like, I think it's almost, you know, when you let yourself emotionally eat, like naturally you're just gonna stop when you're full, you know, like if you're just, if you're just comfortable with it and you kind of are like, you were saying, you're just like, okay, I'm eating this for comfort because I've had a really hard day. Like you're gonna, you know, eventually get to the place where it is a little bit more intuitive and like you will stop. You're not going to like keep eating if you're enjoying it. You know what I mean? Like if you're eating and you're like, oh my God, I shouldn't be doing this. I shouldn't be doing this. Then you're just going to keep going. But if you're like, if you sit down, you like light a candle, like make it a thing, you know, like, or turn on your show. And then like when you're done with however much you want, you like 
you're like, wow, that was a really amazing experience. I enjoyed that. And like, I'm going to move on, you know? And so I think it's like people think emotional eating means gaining weight and it doesn't always, I mean, it can, but like, it's not a negative thing where you're like gorging yourself, you know? Exactly. And exactly what you were saying too, where it's like, for me too, you know, back when I would have my stretches of like binge eating, it was always that idea of you allow yourself to start emotionally eating. And then it's like um, a little switch of like, it's almost like a little flare warning of like restriction, restriction, like pops up in your head and triggers your brain into, you know, cause we all know from the restrict cycle, you can easily go to binge. And I feel like that's what it was always like for me where I'd allow myself it, but then the moment I tried to say like, okay, no more, I'm done. Like yeah, any sort of restriction wall up, it would just always, yeah, fall into like binge mm-hmm. eating. And it is true. Like you can get to a place where it becomes intuitive. And I feel like I'm definitely at that point now where, yeah, it's like emotional eating can be more of an experience than, you know, a, a starting point for a binge or something like that. Like it, it takes work, but you can get there. I definitely agree. Yeah, no, that's beautiful. And I think too, like, yeah, just switching that narrative in your head. I, like what's helped me a lot is just surrounding myself with people who are like more normal eaters. Like, and I hate the word normal, but people who just like don't attach any emotional, like, you know, negative feelings towards food. And Eric, my boyfriend is one of those people. And like, just watching him eat is so like, it, it was just a whole new world for me because he would like, yeah, like after dinner, he would like make himself a little dessert or something that he was craving. And like, really, he would just like sit there and enjoy it. And then like move on. And like, it was so simple. And for me who had just such a complicated relationship with food, I just, I was so almost inspired by like, wow, like that actually it's a possibility for me. You know, it doesn't have to be so black and white of like, oh, if you eat something that's like not healthy, then like your whole day is ruined, which I think a lot of us have that like diet mentality still. It's really ingrained. It's ingrained in our society and like, it's hard to break that. Um, But yeah, I think just like now is actually a really incredible time to work on our relationship with food. Like we're home, we have the time, um, you know, and that doesn't mean like, oh, now's a great time to like go on a diet, but like, it's a great time to just become present with like how you are around food and like how mindful are you when you're eating? You know, I think most of the time, like we just rush through our meals because we like, oh, I have to go to this thing or this thing. And like, now we're forced, like we're all home. There's nowhere to go, you know? Like we don't have anything to go to. Like none of us are even working <laughs> or we're working from home. So um, yeah, so I've really been treating this as like, it's hard. It's like forcing, you know, I'm, I'm very um, much like an avoidant person. So like, you know, I would always, I was doing a big runner or like I love like running from, <laughs> literally running from my problems. <laughs> Like this, like meditation has always been really hard for me. You know, being home is always really tough. So I think like this is, you know, it's hard for a lot of people. Like this is a hard time, but yeah, maybe just trying to switch our mindset from like, this is an opportunity to like really just face our demons, (laughs) our food demons. (laughs) A hundred percent. And I mean, even down to the fact of we now have like time freedom. So you can maybe try like listening to your body cues a bit more and eating at different times. You know, we don't have a breakfast, lunch, and dinner schedule. I mean, I'm sure some people still do, but uh, yeah, so lots of room for exploration. And then, you know, also if you're feeling overwhelmed or like you just need to get out of your house, but you can't, um, like we've said before, like there's nothing wrong with Netflix. I just started Game of Thrones on HBO and I'm officially hooked. Like it's a great way to just kind of like literally try to escape from my house for a bit. I mean, you're in another world or in another land. And I just think there shouldn't be like any shame about doing that type of thing now, you know, like we're given the time. So why not? Totally. Yeah. And I think too, like it really goes back to just this American like viewpoint of just like, go, 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 you know, do, do. And I think like, that's why so many people are freaking out. And so many people are having a hard time with just sitting with themselves at home because it's not our fault. Like we've been, it's been ingrained in us since day one, like, you know, like succeed, achieve, do more, you know, sleep less. And it's, you know, I think it's, it's time. Maybe it's like a sign. I'm not like a woo woo bitch by any means, but like, maybe it's a sign from the universe. that's like, yo, you guys all need to slow the fuck down and like focus on yourself, like work on your mental health, you know? Um, so I don't know. I'm like, yeah, I'm trying to just like grasp any sort of like meaning from all of this. Cause I think all of us are like, what is going on? <laughs> like, what is 2020? <laughs> but, um, 
Yeah, but I think you're right. I think like getting into a good show. Yeah, I started Ozark. I don't know if you've watched Ozark. Okay, what? I've heard so many people mention it. I have no clue what it is. It's pretty dark. It's, I mean, it's good, but it's like, it's heavy. And, um, and each episode is pretty long. It's like an hour. So, but I, oh my God, I'm so embarrassed to admit. I like, I binged it hard. Like I watched three seasons in probably like a week and a half, which like, if you do the math is like at least three hours of TV a night. (laughs) Um, so I would like come home from work and Eric was just like, are you watching that again? And I'd be like watching it from like, as soon as we got home to like 11 PM and yeah, he was glad when it was over because he's like, okay, I can talk to you now. <laughs> I know. I feel so bad for my uh, family. I'll just come home and or, I mean, not come home, but as soon as I start, I stop like working for the day. I'll just put my earbuds in and start like watching. Uh, but I usually do it like while I'm cooking dinner. And then like as soon as dinner's over, I'll start like cleaning the kitchen and watch it. Then I'll meal prep. Then I'll just like watch it for a little bit at the end of the night. And yeah, I mean, it is nice though. Like after a long day, you just need to kind of get out of your head and out of your house. <laughs> totally. Yeah. So what have you been doing? Cause I mean, like personally, I'm, I'm, you know, lucky enough obviously to ha- like still be working and have an office. Um, but like for you, are you like, how are you kind of separating? Is it hard to kind of just be home like all day? Like do yeah. you have a routine or like what's, yeah, what's your, yeah. So I, I still make myself get up just as early. So between five thirty and six, I can still do my full morning routine, but then so before I would waitress and I, you know, work at this like uh, little s- small business shop around here. So my hours were pretty weird anyway, but still like I was getting out of the house and working. So now I just try to keep my morning as exact as possible. And then as soon as I'm done with breakfast, I have like this little separate closet room. It's like a mishmash of, you know, old treadmill, food, storage locker, um, my desk area. And yeah. I just come in here and I work. And it's been funny because it's been pretty effective, but I think only because my brother was off from school and he was just playing video games. Now he has his own online schooling. So we're like trying to swap off laptops at different time and my routine's just been shaken up a bit. So yeah, yeah. So it's a little odd, but yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, as long as I'm in this room, I stay pretty focused. And then if I need a break, I try to like go outside and just walk around our neighborhood or take the dogs out or bake or something like, um, I don't know, but it's, I don't know how much longer I can do it. I'll say that. (laughs) Yeah, I know. That's kind of how I think a lot of people are feeling where it's like, okay, like I can do a couple weeks, you know, it's like, I'll, like, I'll give you that Corona. Like I'll do a couple Mm -hmm. weeks. Like, all right. Like how long is this going to last? You know, like I'm kind of getting at my limit is like the vibe I'm getting from (laughs) a lot of people. Yeah. And it was funny, like what you said about slowing down too, because it was kind of like, I think when it first started happening, I explained it to my friend. I was like, this is pretty much like a big bitch slap across the face because so many of us had like, I just felt like the energy was building right before this happened where there was like going to be lots of events, lots of premieres. Like it just seemed like everyone was about to really start doing a lot with their business or, you know, with their jobs. And I, I know I personally had a lot planned, you know, just saving up and working and there's just so much that we were all kind of gearing up to do as spring was coming. And then all, you know, for, for us in the food world, it kind of started with the expo. And then after that, it just kept like going downhill and then everything just came to a halt. And it was just one of those, like, what the, what the hell, um, what do I do now? I don't know. You know, like, and at first there was that adjustment period of what do we even do? Like, can we keep working? What can we do? And so I definitely, like, if, if we can take a meaning out of this, I think it can be to slow down and really focus on what matters, you know, like mm-hmm. get out the stuff that doesn't really matter and just find like what really matters and focus on that and have gratitude for it too, I think. So true. Yeah. I think especially with like the event cancellation stuff, I mean, like weddings aside, because I just, I feel for anyone who's been like planning a wedding for months. I know I have a couple friends and Eric and I were supposed to be in New Orleans actually this week or maybe next week for his cousin's wedding. And like, yeah, just like the wedding stuff sucks. But I think for like expo and like those big events, it's like, yeah, it's crazy how much time and money we spent, you know, planning for this event. And then it just is evaporated in a day, you know, one decision. And you're just like, wow, like, 
it really didn't matter that much. Like, you know, it would have been cool to be there and like, obviously, you know, hang out with all of my like food industry people, but like it is, it's true. Like it really kind of brings you back to like what matters and um, yeah, like family and friends. And even though you can't be with them physically, like my girlfriend had a birthday yesterday. We all did like a zoom happy hour for her. And like, <laughs> it was kind of awkward, but it was like fun. You know, there's like 25 of us on like a zoom call and we're all just like drinking by ourselves, but like together, it was weird. Um, but yeah, I'm like kind of thinking it's so cool how this is going to be, you know, our new normal for a little bit. And like what businesses are going to come out of this? Like, you know, like people are just going to think of, you know, maybe something with zoom where it's like, yeah, better. I don't know. (laughs) Yeah. Like filters for zoom or like, I don't know. People will think of businesses for everything. So yeah, I think it's like really pushing us as a society where I think we were really comfortable and like, you know, things were cranking, which I personally was really bummed about because like we were, you know, about to raise our first round of funding for our business. And like, you know, we had a lot going on and, um, a lot in the pipeline. And I think like that was all came to a screeching halt. And so, yeah, like you were saying, I think the timing was really crazy because spring is like this new, you know, rebirth Mm -hmm. and like renewal and like all these exciting things for a lot of people. So how, how have you guys had to pivot? Like, has there been any major change or thing you've had to do for the business? Because I just, I can't imagine. I know some businesses are flourishing right now and some businesses are not. So like how have you guys pivoted, made things work? Yeah. I mean, for us, it's been, we are food, right? So like everyone needs to eat, but like, we're not a grocery store. Like, you know, you don't really need granola butter to survive. I mean, like, well, let's be honest. (laughs) I mean, but like, yeah. So, I mean, we, we've taken a hit, you know, like it's tough because our business was pretty much split, you know, like 30% e-commerce, like Amazon and our website, 30% retail. So like whole foods and some of our other um, grocery stores and then 30% food service. So like press juicery, you know, any smoothie bowls or smoothie um, cafes where we're like a topping on acai bowls and all of the food service obviously has really slowed or shut down. Um, And so like that part of our business has basically just stopped and like that was a big chunk of our income um, and revenue. And so um, and like, of course, Whole Foods, you know, has been cranking and retail has been cranking, but I think like that first initial like couple weeks where everyone went and stocked up and like we were sold out everywhere. Like now people are only going to the grocery store like once every couple weeks and like they're only getting the essentials, I think like, um, and we are lucky that we're shelf stable, you know, and like people are stocking up on like nut butters and similar type things to us. So I think like retail will be okay, but, um, you know, we've been forced to really pivot and like focus everything on e-commerce. And so, and also like, it's a fine line, right? Like it's a fine line of like keeping our business afloat, but not capitalizing on the situation. And like, we've been starting to run Facebook ads and putting our money towards that. Um, and you know, focusing on Amazon and our website and stuff, but then it's like, yeah, like I'm very sensitive to what's going on. And so I'm like, I don't want to ever, you know, feel like I'm capitalizing on this situation. But then like the other part of me is like, well, I'm just like trying to keep my business afloat. So it's weird. It's like such a weird place to be in. But then, um, there are so many food businesses that are like doing off, like flourishing right now. So yeah, I mean, it's been really good for us. I think the silver lining is like, it's forced us to really focus on e-commerce, which is something that we really had, you know, not like put to the wayside, but like we really were just cruising on, like we were focusing more on like doing well in Whole Foods and like getting into more stores. And so I think we were like, well, people who order on our site or Amazon, like it'll just trickle in and it's like a nice to have, but now we're really focusing on it. Um, so yeah, that's kind of how we've been pivoting, but like, and it's also been nice to have that time to really focus on like those big projects that I had put aside and like, you know, when like thing, the day-to-day things come up and you're like, oh, I'll do this tomorrow, tomorrow. Um, and so now I'm like, oh, well, you know, tomorrow is here. So <laughs> do those. but yeah. How have you been like had to pivot with your, are you just really focusing on like the podcasts and like, yeah. Yeah. I mean, so one thing that did good, did, it did good with was before, you know, with the podcast, it's growing, you know, I'm not afraid to admit the fact that it's definitely not like it wasn't. So before I would, if I had like an ad slot on it, I would just have product compensation and that was enough for me. But Mm -hmm. 
I had recently reached a checkpoint that I had wanted to reach. And then I was talking with a friend and she just really motivated me. And then also the lack of income as in no income coming in right now. I was mm-hmm. like, I need to start charging like for my work. And so it was actually neat because this situation, like it was so uncomfortable. I hate asking for money, but mm-hmm. um, I reached out to brands and I, you know, I got payment for my work. And so that yeah. was like one little like you said, silver lining where it was something I'd always pushed off before. I didn't have time for that between everything else I was doing. And the one day, yeah, I just sat down and I drafted everything. I found my brands. I emailed, I, you know, talked and I did it, you know, I I did the damn thing. (laughs) And so I totally agree. Yeah. It's like, yay. Um, but, uh, it is interesting though, because as you were saying, even I, like now, after I did that initial one, you know, and then I started realizing like, okay, some of these brands are really not, you know, the ones that reached out back are ones that are doing well, very well in this situation. And then the ones that didn't, you know, I started to realize like, okay, not all these brands just because they're food are doing good, you know, similar to like what you're saying, where once that big like stock up section went over, then it was just kind of, you know, probably neutral. Um, so yeah, I, even I myself, like have start, I've laid off of that now because I don't know, it's just hard, you know, like you don't know, you don't know how people are feeling. You don't know how brands are doing and you don't want to overstep boundaries, but at the same time, you know, you don't know, like maybe they're doing fine or maybe the people are okay for it. And, um, I think like there's been a lot with content creators. We've been seeing the posts where, you know, like it's their job and sometimes like they've had this brand deal for a long time and they still have to share about it. So I think it is definitely like a tricky field to navigate, but Mm -hmm. um, I don't know. People seem to be doing it pretty well. I haven't felt, you know, too many of the influence. I don't, you know, I only follow people that really inspire me, but I haven't felt that like, this is an uncomfortable, like, why are they still selling to me feel? I, I don't, I don't know. Totally. Yeah. And I think like we've gotten to the point now where like, it's been going on for long enough. I think like we're all past or most of us are past like the initial kind of like shock of like, holy shit, this is happening. Where I felt like the first week I was like, just in this like paralyzed mode of like, wait, this is actually happening. <laughs> and so like, then I kind of felt like everything I saw on social media that wasn't related like it was this weird place where like everyone was talking about Corona, but like everyone was sick of hearing about it. I don't know if you remember, it was like, mm-hmm. first week. and so now we're kind of at the place where we're like, okay, like we all like, we're kind of used to this is happening, but like, let's move on. I think we're kind of sick of like hearing about it. Um, at least I am, I don't know. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, but like, I definitely, I think it was last week I reached out to a couple grocery stores. Cause I was like, well, I guess like things have calmed down at most of the grocery stores, you know, maybe I'll reach out and see if like, you know, they'd be interested in like stalking us. And I just kind of wanted to test the waters. So I reached out to a couple small stores and like this one grocery buyer like got back to me and was like, um, it, what did she say? It, uh, I cannot believe that you are like reaching out. It was something so like, Oh, I forget what she said. I'll have to find it and I'll let you know. But it was like, I can't believe you're even like thinking of reaching out right now. Like that is like so disrespectful. It was something like it was disrespectful and it's like totally overstepping. And I was just like, wait, like, I'm sorry. You know? And it was just kind of one of those moments where probably when you were reaching out to the brands, you were like hoping they didn't say this back, but like this buyer said this back to me. (laughs) And I was just like, I mean, like, I understand, you know, some stores like aren't doing well. And like, but at the same time, you know, I'm trying to like stay afloat, you know? And then I reached out to another store and she was like, Oh my God. Yeah. You know? And it was like a totally different response. And so I'm like, okay, like, do I wait another week to, you know, start doing outreach again? But yeah, it's just, you kind of like, you never know. And people are going to be like in different spots and it's just, it's crazy what it's done really to like, even the occupations, like my mom's a dentist and like the occupations that you think are like recession proof, you know, and my mom's like at home right now, not doing dentistry because I mean, she's, you know, handling emergencies and stuff, but like people aren't getting their teeth cleaned or, you know, stuff that you're just like, or a couple of my friends who are doctors, um, but they're, you know, in a specialty that doesn't really deal with emergencies. And so they're like, I'm just chilling at home. (laughs) I'm like, I'm not getting paid. And it's crazy. It's like, you're a doctor. (laughs) Oh, I know. Like, I don't know. I, I told my brother the one day when we went to get groceries and, you know, we were driving and all of a sudden I just started realizing, you know, like, hotels like hotels are completely 
done right now, you know? And then, then like everything about the airlines came on and yeah, like more and more, I just realized, you know, like it's more than just these part-time jobs. Like these are people's like actual jobs. And, you know, like my dad, he almost same thing, almost came, he was home for like a day and then they called them back in because they were able to keep running. Um, but yeah, it's just, it's really surreal. I mean, we've never seen anything like it. This is literal, you know, like history in the making. Um, but yeah, it's, it's just unreal. And I think, you know, like back to the, um, (laughs) the not so nice response, I was definitely afraid of getting that. And it's just like the idea, I don't know. I'm just of the type, like we're all like, we've, we've got to keep each other afloat. I mean, totally not like one person, like, I don't know. I just feel like we need to level out the playing field by like, everyone does their part, you know, like there's no harm in still creating content and still earning money for yourself because later on you're going to put that back into it, like back into the cycle. I don't know. I just, I think there definitely needs to be like less shame about that type of thing. So I'm glad you're spreading the granola butter because we all need more of it. (laughs) (laughs) I know. I was like, I'm like, I thought I was helping people, you know, eating their feelings. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) So yeah. Yeah. Well, I was just going to say, and like, you've even just the idea of like you were talking about how you've improved, you know, your e-commerce. And I even noticed like on Instagram, you know, you sharing more about granola butter and just like whipping out the dang recipes. It looks so good. And it's just interesting how it shows us like different avenues of doing things. You know, like we, we have to kind of, like you said before, it's a new normal, a new way of doing everything. And that's another like silver lining out of it. You know, like you're creating some bomb recipes right now. (laughs) I know. No, that's so funny. It's so true. And like, that's, that's a really, yeah, it's a good silver lining. And I've been seeing so many people like tagging us in their stories and like beautiful, you know, like smoothie bowls and stuff. And I was like talking to one of our customers. I just like responded to, she tagged us in something and I was like, wow, like I've been seeing so many of these like beautiful over the top bowls. And she's like, yeah, probably cause everyone's home right now. And like no one before had the time to, you know, like no one would want to like post a picture of like their shitty, like, I don't know, like banana and Tupperware, you know, it's like, what they brought to work. And so that's a whole nother yeah, avenue. I think like, like thinking about different ways to like, not to market to people, but like different angles, like when we we're brainstorming Facebook ad ideas and stuff of just like, like, it's just never before have we had a time where everyone was home and everyone had the time to like do these, like, you know, like do the recipe you've been wanting to do, like do the home project, home improvement thing you've been wanting to do. Like, it's pretty crazy. And so I think like, it's yeah, there's like some good that will come out of it. Um, you know, we don't, we don't know yet. So a hundred percent. Yeah. I, um, I started sharing just some like recipes and stuff on my Facebook for local people around here, just because, you know, I thought, why not? And I had my aunt text me and she made like within an hour of me posting like two of the recipes, she had made them both. And she's like, yeah, I'm just on Facebook a lot more often now, you know, I'm home all day and I have time to cook and bake. And I'm like, yeah, that's amazing. Like people can really explore things they've never gotten to do before. I mean, some of these people have been in school all their life and then they immediately went into work. Like they've, they've never had, you know, like we're used to this idea of work from home and, you know, some days you're out of home all day and then other days you're home. But like, there's some people that have never lived this lifestyle. You know, they've had their weekends, but they've never had this like day after day after day of just like being, being home and being with themselves. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No, I know. It's wild. I was talking to a girlfriend about that. I was like, honestly, like this whole quarantine life is really like my everyday life. Honestly, like it's like not that different except like I can't go to yoga at like my studio or whatever. But yeah, for so many people, it's, I mean, especially I feel, I do feel a lot for my friends who live in New York city. Um, I think like living somewhere, you know, the, the impact that the virus has had there aside, like just living in a place like New York city, like where you're trapped in your home. I mean, all my friends that live in New York city, like they live there because they're never home. Like, you know, it's like (laughs) you live there because you like go out to the bars, you like work all day, you, you know, you like go out all night. And so now it's just like, all those things are taken away. It's like, it must be just tough to be trapped in like a really small apartment. Um, and I think the parks are closed there now. So, um, yeah. So it's like, it's so, you know, different, obviously I'm very privileged to be like living, you know, in San Diego, it's beautiful and sunny and stuff, but yeah, they closed all of our beaches cause people were like, you know, not taking that too seriously. So all the surfers are very upset. My roommate, <laughs> he's a surfer and he's like, 
so pissed. And I'm just like, mm, it's for the greater good. So take a seat. <laughs> I can imagine. Yeah. And I mean, like with the New York City thing, I had a friend, um, you know, she lived in a, you know, the usual tiny New York City apartment. And yeah, I mean, she just went home to Kansas with her family because, um, you know, she had no income coming in. Like there was nothing really for her to do just stuck in that apartment. And it's, it's a huge transition, especially for a New Yorker to, you know, kind of leave that lifestyle. So, um, yeah, that is something too. And I'm sure like, you know, you do live, I mean, I'm super rural Pennsylvania, but you're in San Diego, but it is nice. Like we do have access to nature and we can still walk and, you know, we're not in that hustle bustle of a city that's suddenly shut down. So I'm sure that's, you know, probably a pretty slightly easier transition for us, I'm sure. But Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. totally. Yeah. There's been some interesting articles too, like on the people who lived in New York, but, um, but went to their house in the Hamptons and like all this stuff and how the virus really has like magnified the like wealth, you know, gap and like discrepancy of like those who can afford to, you know, evacuate when something like this happens and those who can't. And like, I mean, obviously I can't speak to it because like I don't live in New York and I'm not rich. So (laughs) it doesn't really like apply to me, but like just reading about that was super interesting. Cause yeah, I've been seeing a couple people who like either I follow or friends of friends or something. And they're like, Oh, you know, I see them like in Connecticut or like their house in the Hamptons. And I'm like, must be nice, you know, must be nice to like, or I see the celebrities posting like, Oh, I'm so bored trapped at home. And I'm like, really? Like your $20 million house. Are you, (laughs) you know, it's like, some of us don't have a job, so. I know their house with like a full pool, uh, game room, yeah. <laughs> deluxe kitchen. Yeah. I don't know. Like maybe you should just take some time off of social media. <laughs> Where's your PR agent? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Who's, who's watching out for you right now? <laughs> yeah. Well, I love that. And you're so just such a gem to talk to. And I knew we'd have a good conversation, but um, where can, I mean, where can, you know, people find you on Instagram, just you personally. And then also like, let's give granola butter some love and people can go out and support and buy. (laughs) Oh, thank you. Yeah. No, thank you so much for having me. Um, but yeah, I mean, people can find me on Instagram. So my handle is avoqueen, um, A V O K W E E N. And then, um, yeah, granola butter should be restocked at all the whole foods. Um, but we're only, um, in the Whole Foods, like on the West Coast for now. Um, but we will be expanding to, I think Pennsylvania actually is part of it. I'll, okay. I'll, let me double check before I like. Get me excited. Yeah, but in July. So we'll be um, launching into three additional regions. So it'll be like all the East Coast, so like Florida up to New York, and then um, Mid-Atlantic, which I think includes Pennsylvania. So I will get back to you on that. But um, otherwise, just Amazon or our website. Perfect. Perfect. 